I want to get into the word of the Lord quickly here today. And I want to read to you one passage of scripture. And um, I just feel strongly that the Lord has placed this on my heart this morning. And um, God knows. Romans chapter 12 and verse 18. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Absolutely. That's a strong word. It's a powerful word. And today, I don't know if it'll be more preaching or more teaching. I have a feeling it'll be more teaching today. But God wants to speak to us today. I've titled this Having Peace in the Midst of Fear and Anger. Let's pray right now. Lord, God, we love you. We thank you this morning for your word. We thank you, God, Lord, for what you're doing in, this, in the midst of your people this morning, God. Lord, I pray right now, God, for everyone that's here, God, open our eyes, open our ears. Open our understanding today to your word, God. Lord, let your word penetrate into our hearts, God, and into our minds, God, bringing us revelation, God. Lord, giving us understanding, God, and helping us, Lord, to be strong and to stand in you, God. Hallelujah, Lord. God, anoint this today, God. Lord, and let your will be done in this place among your people today, God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated today. The focus of this verse is living peaceably with all men. Why is peace important? Today we're living in a country that is seemingly on the verge of imploding due to anger and rage and distrust. Yes. There is so much violence. All you have to do is turn on the news on any given day and you can see absolutely nonsensical violence. I mean, things that they, they, they make you scratch your head going, what in the world are these people thinking? How, how many of you saw the, the news article uh, either yesterday or today about some women that got in a fight? I, I can't even believe this. They were in line to use a porta potty. And one person cut in front of the other. And they got into a big brawl. And it made national headline news. I don't know if you've ever been in a porta potty. But I'm not anxious to go there. 
I'm not trying to be crude this morning, but they're fighting over, I've got to get there first. What in the world have we come to? We, we can read, and I, I know that, that you know, we kind of laugh about that, but I mean, this was a big brawl. There were, there were several people that were involved in this. And I mean, they're dragging people, you know, uh, out, of the, out of the porta potty and throwing them on the floor and kicking each other and fighting and over nonsense. That's the truth. There is anger and rage yes. that has welled up within people in this nation. Oh, and it's not just America. It's across the world. We can see uh, violence and, and, and all of these things. And our people, their hearts are being gripped with fear and with anger. Yeah. And I, I began to, to think on this, and I, I was praying about it, and I, I was talking to God about it, and, and, and it just doesn't make sense. I know that you know that those are some of the signs of the end time, some of the things that are going on, and we understand that. But oh, if you if you look, there have been so many polls and and surveys that have done about you know trying to figure out what's the cause of the anger. You know, I mean, it goes it, it goes all the way, you know, from it being politics problems to, to it being Fox News's problem or it being social media's problem. I can tell you what the problem is. It's a sin problem. Yes, it is. It's a sin problem because Satan has come in and, and deceived the hearts and the minds of individuals and they have lost hope. Amen. Yes. All of the things that they used to stand and have hope in, they see them beginning to crumble. They see things that, that they thought were sure and, and safe that, that are being being destroyed. Oh, so many people used to, you know, put their hope in their in their finances in the, in, in, in America and their, their great economy. You know, this is the land of opportunity. And now people are, are, are looking. You can read in the news about how America's credit rating has been downgraded. That's never happened. And all of a sudden it's happening. You, you look at the way the, you know, the... the the, the national debt, the, the level that it's gotten to, the, 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 you know, everything about our economy is it, just on, on shaky ground. You've got economists that are saying it's a, it's a house of cards that's about to crumble. All of these things that we're hearing in the news about interest rates and housing collapse and, and, and banks that are going to be failing and all of these things. Is that supposed to bring hope to a nation? No, all that does is bring fear. And people are afraid right now. People are angry because they, they realize that things are out of control and I can't stop it. 
people get angry in their life. You you read about these these people that that you know go out and commit murder. Many times it's because things in their life got out of control and they couldn't change it. They couldn't get things back under control. And so they needed some sense of power. Our world is crying out, trying to find something that they can hold on to. Something that they can that they can find truth in. Yes. Something that, that can give them a sense of safety. That's right. That's right. Mm. <clears throat> People need peace. Yeah. Isaiah, when he was writing, talking about the Messiah. One of, the, one of the names that he, that he referenced there was that the Messiah is the Prince of Peace. He is the, the, the ruler or the one having control over peace. In Romans chapter, 5, uh, or chapter 10 and Ephesians chapter 6, uh, both of those reference the gospel of peace. Let me just read you these verses. Isaiah 9 and 6 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth ever or even forever. Listen, if you're looking for some peace today, you need to come to the Prince of Peace. Who, who, reigns with peace and his peace will never end. It doesn't matter what turmoil the world is thrown into the midst of. I'm here to tell someone today that God is the God of peace. And you can find peace in him. Romans 10 and 15 says, and how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Why is it so important that we have preachers? Well, we don't need just any preachers. We need preachers that will preach the gospel of peace. We need preachers today, men of God that will stand up and say, oh, I know that things seem bad. I know that the world is, is going through all kinds of trials. I know that there's evil that seems to be rampant in this world. Oh, but God is still on the throne. God is still in control. God is still able to bring.
bring peace Amen. in the midst of whatever storm you're dealing with. Amen. 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 See, Ephesians chapter 6 is talking about our, our armor. Our armor that God has given to us. And, and it specifically references in verse 15, it says, And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Our feet are literally wrapped and encased and protected in that gospel of peace. No matter where we have to walk, no matter what we have to deal with day to day, we can have peace. Yes. Amen. Amen. So why is peace important? Because the world needs it today. That's right. The world is starving for peace. And the only way that the world is going to have peace is going to be through God. Right. It's going to come through God and it's going to come through His Word. And that's why Satan has risen up and has tried to attack the Word of God. Satan has moved in and tried to, tried to bring doubt and questions about the church. Mm-hmm. Tried to convince people that, oh, you know, the, the, the church is, is, is flawed and the, 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 the church is, is not, you know, can't, can't bring you any hope. Can I tell you that God's church God's church is the place where you're going to be able to find that hope. Because that's where God dwells. That's where God has placed His Spirit. That's where God is, is in His church. And He said, listen, the gates of hell are not going to prevail against my church. That's right. The gates of hell are not going to be able to hold back what my church is bringing, the message that I'm sending through my church, the the, the word that's coming forth through my church, the message that my people are carrying out into the world. The gates of hell cannot stand against it and stop that message. That's right. thought it was interesting as I began studying and looking at, at peace. The, the word that is used in the Old Testament for peace is a word that probably most of you are familiar with. How many of you have ever heard the word shalom? Yes. That's what that is. It's a message of peace. Mm-hmm. When the Jewish people greet one another, they're greeting them and they're offering them peace. peace. So what does it mean? It means safety. Yes. It means well-being. Mm-hmm. It means happiness. It means that your your welfare and your your health, your 
your your very being is is being taken care of. It even means prosperity. You know, so many times uh, men have kind of kind of uh, diverted the message of God. You know, we, we talk about, you know, people that, that preach a prosperity doctrine. You know what? I believe in the prosperity doctrine. I do. I, do. I don't believe necessarily in name it and claim it. That's right. <laughs> but I do believe that if you're faithful to God, that you're going to prosper. That's right. Because that's what God's Word says. And you know what? Prosperity is so much more than wealth. That's right. the truth. The, the economies of this world are such a minuscule part of what God has for his people. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. 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 Soul, your so, soul is prosperous. Well, the, the, the soul, of course, is utmost. Yes. Yeah. But God cares about right here and right now. Yeah. And, and in order for me to prosper, it's it, money is just a, a, a tiny, tiny part of me prospering. Absolutely. My health. Yes. My well-being, yes. my my state of mind, yes. my yes. my comfort, my rest—it's yes. all in Him. Yes. It's all in Him. Yes. That's why when you look at this this passage that we read out of Romans, it says, "If it be possible." As much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. So what is that scripture saying to us today? What does it mean to live peaceably with others? You kind of have to, you you can't just pull that scripture out, but you need to look at what, what the writer is saying here. Let's Take a look in Romans chapter 12 and and just kind of explore this for a moment. The the section that you find this in, it's it's titled Marks of a True Christian. Let me just kind of read through this quickly here just so we can kind of get an understanding of what the writer is talking about here. It says, Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love. In honor, preferring one another. Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, Continuing instant in prayer, distributing to the necessity of saints, given to hospitality, bless them which persecute you, bless and curse not. Oh, wait a minute now. All that other stuff, that was fine. Now you now you're getting to something that, you know, we just don't want to, we don't want to hear. Come on, bless them which persecute you? Oh, that's hard stuff. Yes. 
Rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. Okay, I can do that, God. Be of the same mind one towards another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceit. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. And then he says, if it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. And it would be okay if he stopped right there. But he says, Dearly beloved, avenge not yourself, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. And then verse 20 is a scripture that some people like to take out of context and use. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. That's tough, but for in doing so, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. And there's people going, yeah, go get him. There it is right there. Keep those coals of fire. Burn him up. God's a consuming fire. Destroy him, God. Listen, God is not in the destruction business. God is in the salvation business. God is in the restoration business. God wants to restore he wants to bring back to order the things that have been disordered. Yes. And so when it begins to talk here about heaping coals of fire, what he's doing is he's saying all of those acts of kindness, when, when those people have treated you wrong, when they've been working against you, when they've been trying to bring harm to you, and you do good things to them, when God begins dealing with them, when God's Spirit gets to working on them, those things are going to be remembrances. They're going to be things that remind them and bring them to a point of recognizing and being ashamed of the way they acted. And it will bring them to that place that God can reach them and can save them. Because God's not looking to destroy them. He's looking to restore. And he closes it out by saying, Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. So how do we do that? How are we able as children of God to overcome evil with good? It goes back to the verse that we read. Living peaceably with all men. In living peaceably, we have to find that, that place where we recognize that it doesn't matter what I'm going through. It doesn't matter what I'm facing. I'm prosperous in God. Amen. I'm blessed in God. God's made promises to me. God's got thoughts of good and not evil for me. God's going to bring me to an expected end, his word says. So God's going to take care of me. So even when I'm facing troubles from someone else, 
when my neighbor calls the HOA on me because, you know, my trash can's too close to the line. Thank God I don't live in one of those places. Or when a, a, a co-worker tries to shift the blame onto you for something that they've done, trying to get you fired over their incompetence. Anybody ever been there? Amen. Even in those times, you know what? We can smile and we can we can say, God, I can trust you. You've got this. That's right. I'm not gonna let my testimony be messed up by going in and trying to avenge myself and trying to bring harm to them and saying, You're a no good dirty liar. You know I didn't do that. I don't have to fight those battles because God's going to fight my battle. I can stand there and I can be quiet and calm in the midst of the storm and know that God's got it. He's going to prosper me. See, it's a matter of having faith in God that allows us to live peaceably. That's right. When we when we look at that 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 definition of peaceable, it, you know, we, those are the things that we have to begin to recognize in our life. I'm safe because of God. Amen. I'm happy because of God. My happiness does not depend on my circumstance. That's right. That's right. Man, I tell you, that's something that we've got to get a get a hold of. My joy is not dependent upon this world. That's right. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Amen. I have friends. If everybody in the world turns against me, I have friends. Because as you know, my favorite song says, I am a friend of God. Amen. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's so much that, listen, it doesn't matter what other people are doing. I've got health in my body because of God. Amen. God, you know, God is able to keep me. God's promise that, that he, will, he will take care of me in all of my ways. Right. And so I can be at peace. Yes. Amen. And when people come against me, you know what? I can, I can live peaceably mm -hmm. with other people. That's right. Because of God. That's right. Because of Jesus. Because of what he's done for me. Because of what he's promised me. Because of the love that he has for me. Because of the fact that he's adopted me and brought me into his family and said, listen, you're one of mine now. Hallelujah. I thought it was interesting. We're talking about peace and peace in God. And Mark chapter 4, we know that there was this storm that came up. And there was fear associated with this storm. But listen to what the Bible says about God and his peace. It says, and he arose 
and rebuked the wind, speaking of Jesus, and said unto the sea, Peace be still. Amen. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Amen. Now, you know, it's wonderful. Peace, be still. You know, we, we think about that, and, and, you know, Jesus spoke peace into that situation. But it, it's so awesome when you begin to really dig into the Word because the, the peace that, that Jesus spoke into there The, the sea didn't want to be quiet. The storm didn't want to stop. But the master spoke. And he didn't just say, you know, just a general generic peace. But he spoke a word. Siopao is the word. And it means silence yeah. or muteness. But it is a silence that is involuntary. Even though you don't want to be quiet, I'm telling you to be quiet because I'm in control. Yes. That's right. Amen. Amen. Come on. Today, God wants to speak some peace into your situation. Satan doesn't want to, want to be quiet. He wants to keep that turmoil stirred up. He wants to keep those things rising up in the family, on your job, in your home. He wants to keep bringing that storm back again and again and again. He wants those waves to keep crashing. But God is waiting for you to be, to be at peace and ask for help of Him so He can say, Alright, that's enough. Stop it. Today, God is wanting to speak peace into some situations. And it's not a voluntary peace, but he wants, to, he wants to work against what Satan is doing, what the enemy would try to do, and he wants to speak a peace into your life that Satan cannot resist. Amen. That there's no devil in hell that could stand up against and say, no, I'm not going to do it. All of creation <coughs> responds to the voice and the command of God. And when those that were out on the sea were in trouble, all it took were just those few words. Yes. Peace, be still. Be still. Amen. And everything changed. Right. Today, God wants to speak some peace Amen. into your life. Yes. I know that even those of us that are in the church at times, we look at things going on around us and, and we, can, we can be affected by those things. We, we, you know, we live in this world. Even though we're not of this world, we live in this world. And there, there are people today that they're worried about, you know, the, the shakings that God is bringing to our nation. 
the the things, the signs of the end times, and what you know what what the Bible talks about will happen in the in the end times, and and there are people that get nervous about that. But let me just remind you that you are one of God's children. That's yes. right. And that God is going to take care of his children. Yes. Amen. He is a good father. Yes. And there is nothing in him that would allow harm to come to his children. That's right. God is going to take care of us. It doesn't, you know, I mean, so many times people say, oh, well, you know, pastor, are we going to, are we going to be raptured out before the tribulation or during the tribulation or after the tribulation? Because, you know, they're worried. We, I think we all would love to be raptured before any of that stuff takes place. I know I would. I don't want to be here and see that. But you know what? If God chooses in, in his wisdom to have us go all the way through and rapture us at the very end, I am not afraid. Because I know that my God is able to keep me through whatever storm comes. There, there is nothing that is going to come on this world that my God can't protect me from. Church, we need, to, we need to have the realization and get a hold of the peace that there is in Jesus Christ and being one of His. That's right. Listen, when you were bought with His blood, when you were grafted into His family, you became one of His. And there is no devil of hell and there is no, you know, no event that is going to take place that is going to be able to pull you out of His hand or to harm you while you are in His care. There was an old song, and just allow me, I, I'm, I'm about to close, but allow me just to, to read the, the, the verses of this song. And, you know, I, I was reminded of, of this yesterday. So, um, there are some really good old songs. But there were some really bad ones. Yes. <laughs> yes. I heard a preacher yesterday talking about, you know, hold the fort. And and he was he was up there and he's going through the whole, you know, the words of this song. He said, Don't ever sing that song again. <laughs> he said, Take that off the playlist. <laughs> you know, there's some songs that that really, when you look at them, you just kind of scratch your head. And listen, I know there's a lot of people that are against some of the new music and all that. You know what? There's some really good music today, and there's some really bad music. Yes. It doesn't matter. Thank God we have a praise team that they have good sense, and they choose good music. And I'm thankful. Our praise team does a great job here, and I'm thankful for them. I've heard some other praise teams. Listen to the words of this song. Far away in the depths of my spirit tonight rolls a melody sweeter than song. In celestial-like strains, it unceasingly falls or the soul like an infinite calm. What a treasure I have in this wonderful peace buried deep in the heart of my soul. So secure that no power can mine it away. 
while the years of eternity roll. I am resting tonight in this wonderful peace, resting sweetly in Jesus' control. For I'm kept from all danger by night and by day, and his glory is flooding my soul. And methinks when I rise to that city of peace, where the author of peace I shall see, that one strain of the song which the ransom will sing, and that heavenly kingdom shall be. Ah, soul, are you here without comfort or rest, marching down the rough pathway of time? Make Jesus your friend ere the shadows grow dark and accept this sweet peace so sublime. And the chorus, peace, peace, wonderful peace, coming down from the Father above. Sweep over my spirit forever I pray in fathomless billows of love. Today, I, I, wanna, I, I want that to be our, our cry to God, saying, God, send that peace to me, God. I need your peace. Lord, the world needs peace from you, God, because everything else is being shaken and is crumbling. But God, our hope is in you. And we can stand in you, God. Let your peace come into this place today, God. And just wash over everyone that is here right now. Why don't we all stand today and just begin to lift our hands and pray and ask God, Lord, give me that peace, God. Oh, let that peace, God, let it flow in this place today, God. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus.